Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, six up for Newark Rugby Club. Zach, it's a treble for FlowServe. But it's a blank for Newark Town. It's time for all the news and the gossip from the Sports Village, Lowfields, Kellam Road and the Magnus on the show where you are the stars and you tell us what went right and what went wrong on another weekend of local sport. To see that it's fair play all round, I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith and of course you are listening to Radio New at Sport and the stories are... For the fourth time this season, a match between Newark Town and Retford United couldn't find a winner. And with Dinnington beating their arch-rivals on Saturday, Tan's two drop points could prove costly. Tony joins, coming up very soon. As that Goodson hat-trick got Flo served back to winning ways as they made the long trip to Wolverhampton. The works are one of three sides on 47 points to the top of the Midland League. Craig Roach at about 20 past seven. And a bonus point win for New York Rugby Club as a Kellam Road club continue their march up the table the home side running five tries and Rob Wardman has got to get the history books out to find out when they last won six matches on the bounds Rob's here at 7.30 and defeat for both the hockey club senior sides but both of them going down to the current league leaders so was it as bad as it looks Paul Halfpenny tells us all about that at 7.45 Elsewhere, Southall City and Bingham Town both win to maintain their positions as one and two in the Knotts Senior League. Ollerton, Harrabay and Collingham all win. But another defeat for Grantham Town sees them drop into the relegation zone. Southall Rugby Club moved to within seven points of leaders Ashbay after a 24 points to seven win at Belper. The Minster men still have two matches in hand over the leaders and guess where they're going? for the last match of the season and Kess Steven moved up to 5th after beating Rolls Royce and they still have to play the noisy neighbours twice I think there's a lot to go in the rugby season yet not that I would want to see the scenario Tony but you do realise that if Grantham get relegated and Flowserve get promoted, <laughs> they're on the same level. <laughs> yeah. They could be playing in the same league, the same division. Exactly. Um, you wouldn't have put money on that one ten years ago. No, you, you, it may not still happen, but the possibilities are there. I, I mean, having uh, worked at, Gran- <laughs> at Grantham Town many years ago, I, I would be very sad to see uh, that, that, that that situation with Grantham stepping down that low. I would be delighted if, if Flossley have stepped up that high. But um, it was just great to get back to winning ways on Saturday. And, yes, uh, right. Oh, moving on. 
And, and, and uh, honestly, I've got yes. a massive soft spot. We know for, you had your uh, good day out. A massive soft spot for Grantham Town, but... Uh, good news all round, folks. Tony sounds like he wants to move to Wolverhampton. <laughs> <laughs> all in favour say aye! Aye! <laughs> yes, the whole of Newark says aye. i tell you something, I'm, I'm glad you put those microphones on, because we can see now the, now the mic's lit. Yes, we're, we're doing this in the dark tonight. <laughs> it's, a, it's, an in, it's going to be an interesting show. It's a good it's job it's we eat plenty of carrots. Yeah, it's, it's a good job we're all talking, nothing else. <laughs> Marina <laughs> is critical of VAR despite Spurs beating Manchester City. Is the moral outrage in Newcastle with the, of the potential Saudi takeover? Don't think so. West Ham are disgusted after two fans arrested for alleged homophobic gestures. And Dortmund's Haaland and Sancho make history. Sancho now 25 goals and Haaland 7 goals in 3 games. Remember, he's the, he's the lad that didn't want to go to Manchester United. Did you see Mourinho's reaction? That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's, if you haven't seen it on social media, Mourinho in, and his assistant goes wandering back to to his his, his seats um, after the missed penalty, and his assistant said, "Well, Sterling's already being booked, and that should have been a second a second yellow for David and Mourinho's actor." I tell you, it was pure Disney. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant! It was brilliant. It, 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 that's what that's what we miss about him, and that was uh, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, Liverpool haven't won the league for thirty years. I mean, they've won it this year. There is absolutely no way they didn't need to win six more games or something. And it's it's theirs. There can be all time records. There's records flying around everywhere. But Klopp's created one hell of a team. And probably changed how football is played. Well, I think if you saw the Southampton manager's reaction uh, after the game, um, he said, you know, we did really, really well to live with them. And his team's just lost 4-0 and he's dead chuffed. You know, Liverpool are setting new standards. I was going to watch Match of the Day until I realised Newcastle and Knowledge was nil-nil and it was on about two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was on the last match. I must admit, I went to bed at uh, to, uh, about ten minutes before the... Uh, the Newcastle-Norwich game was about but, to be in. But Liverpool do deserve all the plaudits. I, I, I hate to have to say this. I have got yeah. everything crossed here. They, they, they do deserve all the plaudits. It's actually going. But, but yeah, I mean... Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and he's also won the Champions League. Yeah, I mean... Pep hasn't. What, so, at the minute, Pep is a failure. What Jurgen Klopp has done at Liverpool is the modern-day equivalent of what Bill Shankly did at Liverpool. And, um... There's no higher praise than that. It was the start of the Six Nations. We're not going to talk a lot about the Six Nations at the moment because Scotland uh, nearly won. Yes, but they did. They did lose. Um, there is a sort of even I know on rugby you're actually supposed to put the rugby board down to score points, not just throw it behind the try line. <laughs> Unbelievable! How very Scottish. And the star player Finn Russell is now um, out of the squad for the Calcutta match. Is he on on Saturday? Well, as, I thought he'd have well. up by now. Um, so um, all's <laughs> not good in the Scotland camp. All's very not good in the England camp. Um, but this time last week, Mr. Wardman did tell us both: look out for France. Yeah, well, I, I think. The oldest adage in rugby is it depends what sort of France turn up, but now they've got Sean Edwards as defence coach, and that's going to make a massive difference to France. And seeing Sean Edwards' reaction 
um, he's fully behind it, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's been reacting that way in, in, in a Welsh track suit for 11 years, mm. hasn't he? So um, he's obviously uh, there to uh, do a job for Sean Edwards. Is that, is, is that sort of character? Let's, um, allegiance left? let's try and find Mr. Join, shall we? No Tony at the minute, but we'll carry on, uh, we'll carry on trying, um, so I'll speak to the other Tony instead. Um, so you can sit down, you're stopping. I just wondered whether you want me to do, uh, the honours. Um, Newark Town drew 0-0 at Retford United on Saturday. On the face of it, that's a decent, a decent point. That's fourth time they played each other this season, four, and that and that remarkably is also four draws. It'd have been a worse result for them if it had been at the YMCA, but away from home, yeah, and away point. But the fact is, Dinnington won again, and this was against Fawn, one of the games where everybody was rather open. They might trip up. They were hoping Fawn might do them a favour in that one, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's asking an awful lot of a football team. To win as many games in hand as Dinnington have got, and that, as we've discussed before um, with Joinsy, um, it's far better to have the points in the bag than uh, go out and chase them because there's a hell of a lot of pressure on your team. I mean, it may, from Newark Town's point of view, looking on, it may look, you know, oh god, Dinnington are winning. I, I, you know, I was, I was but, looking at that one on Saturday night, and I don't know why. How you react? You react to that result. Um, going to a, a team like Redford United who's spent most of the winter months improving the squad so they're a lot better team now than they are when they first started and getting the point or seeing that um, your biggest rivals had actually won, it, won, won there if... if um Newark Town are in a league where there's a lot of easy games and when they go go play against the likes of Retford United, they know they're up against it. Apparently and there's a GoFundMe campaign to send you to Wolverhampton now. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is pitch that, Dave? <laughs> but, I mean, basically... It actually wasn't. Wasn't it? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, but, but um, no, I... Um, I think if you go away to Retford United and get a draw, you've done a great, great job. You've, you've, you've done. I think that's the last of Newark's potential. Yeah. Hiccups. You've you've done as good a job drawing nil nil at Retford as you have stuffing some of the rubbish in that league five or six nil. So you know, I mean, that's a good result. But they've now got to beat what you very poorly call rubbish. But <laughs> they've now got to beat everybody else in that league who is going to try their best to beat the league leaders. Because this is the other problem that you've got. You found this out the other week at Eva St John's. People, you are there to be shot at. Now, forget it's slow serve. Forget it's new at town. Even Liverpool, 
are there to be shot at because they are top of the table. So the team that you are playing raises their game. You know, it is their biggest game of the season. We are playing the top of the table. Come on, lads. We can do these. And sometimes you try and do it by football. Sometimes you try and do it by football plus. But every match for Newark Town and Flowserve is almost cup final proportions because the opposition they are playing is trying that bit harder because of who they are. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Um, if you're up there at the top, then it is, as, as John just said before, every game is a cup final. And, and you've got to be able to raise your game more than the opposition raise their game because it's you. And, um, you know, it's... Um, that's that's the sign of uh, a of a, of the quality in a footballer when you, Town when you raise your and flow say for that matter should take that as a compliment. Oh yeah, totally. And and as we've said before, it's, it's wonderful when you consider the conversation we us two had five years ago about the state of Saturday football in the town. Well, we, five, five years ago, I mean, yeah, okay, five years ago, we was here to be moaning the fact that we're probably not going to have any Saturday football to even talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, the best that Newark had to cling on to was uh, the rivalries within Sunday morning football. And, and the fact that Sunday morning has, football has been put so much into the shade by the excellence of the Saturday sides in the town at the minute is uh, a tremendous credit to uh, the work that's being done at the YMCA and, and at Lowfield. So that's, um, you know, that's um, fantastic. And we're all beyond Newark. And, I mean, the good... Every, everybody wants Newark to win the thing, but... From the information I'm getting this time round, and I think that's probably reference United is getting the same information, because the people they're bringing in there are quality. They're looking at step six next year, if irrespective if you finish first, second, third, or fourth. A bit like the Champions League, isn't it? You can finish fourth, and you've still got exactly what the winners have got. Yeah, yeah. And as long as Newark are playing in step six football next season, at the end of the day, it's probably not going to matter too much if they finish first, second, or third. Well, I think I think the place to avoid next season is Step Seven football because it's basically there's not going to be a Step Seven. Well, there isn't. It, 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 it's your county feeder league or whatever posh name they want to call but it. But it is going to be the, it's going to be the equivalent of a football in wilderness. Yes, exactly. So you've got so to, to you've got, have, you've got, to, have you've got to take this chance and get that foot into Step Six. You've got to have the foot on the bottom rung, and the bottom rung is no longer Step Seven from next I, season. I, it's I, step I mean, six. I, I've said before, whatever happens to Flow Save this season will be good or indifferent or whatever. It's been a successful season. The be-all and end-all for me this season is to see Newark Town into Step 6 football mm. because it puts them and keeps them in the pyramid. And that's that's where they've got to be because then you start to grow from there. As we will... I've got a little bit of a window here. I'd just like to say something about the people of Newark. I'm glad uh, the lights are on the other side of the window. <laughs> but basically, um, AFC Wolfronians on Saturday were a wonderful, wonderful club with some wonderful, wonderful volunteers. Wolves were away at Manchester United. Like Longridge, Longridge are affected when Preston or Blackburn are at home. Uh, AFC Wolfronians are affected when Wolverhampton Wanderers are at home. Wolves were away at uh, Man United in an evening kickoff, and the attendance at, um, at Castlecroft on Saturday was 63. Now, the fact that we get 300 at Lowfields 
that was put in an even better picture. Well, there's 231 at Retford United, included a decent contingent. Good Newark. So, again, Good you knew at people that would have gone probably to Lowfield. Yeah. Went up to Retford to support good Dan on and good, good on them. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I'm well impressed about that. Two hundred and thirty-one. Yeah. I know Retford gets some good support. Yeah, but there's a good smattering of Newark pe- people there as well. So, but when Retford played Retford United last season, weren't the nine hundred oh, on, on ridiculous which figures? Was just ridiculous figures. Um, I have to say, Newark probably didn't help themselves so much. I think Lewis Chambers missed the first half penalty, or it was saved. There's always this argument, isn't it? Oh, he missed a penalty. Well, how about? The yeah, goalkeeper saved the if, penalty. If, if 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 you blaze it ten foot over the top or four yards wide, you've missed the penalty. Yes. If somebody pulls off a worldie, then the you, you've keeper you know. some credit. Yeah. You know the keeper saved his penalty, which is a better way of putting it. Yeah. And uh, Luke Body unfortunately got a second yellow in the second half and they played the last twenty five minutes with ten men. So that does make it. A good point, doesn't it, really? I saw it on social media, uh, and I saw the picture of uh, Luke Parsons' expression when uh, the, the second yellow and ultimately the red was, were flourished at Luke. At <laughs> uh, the, the Luke body. And Luke Parsons looked incredulous. So I, I don't know what if, what the two bookings were like. From what I understand, um, it was a, certainly the second one was, a, uh, was nothing. And the Retford bench's reaction was a bit Mourinho-esque, shall, <laughs> shall we say. And, um, unfortunately, the Premiership referee that ignored Mourinho, the Central Midlands referee, wasn't up to ignoring the Retford bench, from what I understand. So, what you're saying is that the Retford bench looked like complete idiots as well, did they? Yeah, but it worked, <laughs> didn't it? It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It does sometimes. <laughs> Southall City and Bingham Town both won, as I said, right at the top. They sit one and two in the Knots Senior League. Now, Bingham cannot go up. They just haven't got the facilities. As I... As I'm, I may be wrong on that one, but I don't think they have got the facilities. And they struck me as a club that was happy where they are. Yeah. Southall, interesting times because I know they're on. I know they want to move. Will the FA take their values and what they want to do? I mean, Southall City is your gentleman's team, your renowned team. They should be in step six. Of if they finish uh, the top top two of the soon senior league. One way or another, they should be playing step six football. And if they can get to Brinkley inside 12 months and get their facilities up, surely there's got to be some leniency. Unless anything has changed at Bingham Town since I last there, went there when we were in the same league with Flowserve, then I think Bingham are happy with their lot. They're happy to sort of, you know, have a game of football and then go down where the spoons and have a few drinks down there. And then, then that is what they want out of football. Southwell City have always looked that little bit further. They've always had a committee and, and people around the club that have always wanted to be up there with the big boys or at least on the cocktails of. And uh, I'm sure the people at Southwell will be doing every, everything in their power to make sure that they can play at the higher level as possible. And if that obviously means leaving Bishop's Drive, so be it. Because, um, you know, it, they've obviously got to do that because of the situation that they're in at a, at a park venue, aren't they? But like Newark, 
Southwell, another club that need to be playing. In pyramid football, right, we've put the world to rights. Let's see if Craig Roke can put the world to rights and see if we can find Craig. Um, oh, well, that's all these phones are a bit like the lights in here. They're not working. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think some nights you wish you'd actually never left the living room to actually come to this radio station? You scared and, me then. Do you mind not talking when I can't see anything? And do, and do a show. <laughs> not only have I got to do a sports show in the dark with Tony Smith, I've, 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 nobody's answering the telephone. I tell you something, you never look better than you have, you have to um, So, um, we can't get Craig either. That's not out of two at the moment. Um, and I'm afraid... Ladies and gentlemen, of oh, it's the, look, look, the, the, the phone's ringing. Oh, thank goodness that for one minute there, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought was going to be talking to Tony. Radio Note Sport is that young Craig speaking? Craig, thank you for that. For one awful moment, I was relying on Tony. You've saved the nation, <laughs> Roche. You've saved this show in, in one phone call, Craig. Um, okay, two defeats on the bounds. Um. But it's bounce back ability. You had a tricky away trip to Wolverhampton, which on paper you you you, you should have won. But I think everybody who's watched Slow Serve this season and realised what sort of league that they're in, um, there doesn't seem to be any gimmies in this league. So um, a good performance. So you've got to tell us all about that. Zach Goodson hat trick and new faces. Craig, all yours. Yeah, it was a very pleasing performance. Um, it was another tough game. I'd say. Um, all through and in sort of like mid-table area where there's a lot of a lot of clubs battling it out. Um, they, they had a 0-0 previous week with Walsall Wood, who were one of the fancy teams in the league. They were always finishing there and there about second or third. <coughs> so um, yeah, it was a it was a great um, great three points. You know, the midweek game away at Heather. Um, I think the lads carried on from that performance. It was a very pleasing performance at Heather on, on Tuesday night. Obviously, the result didn't go our way. That was more down to circumstances with uh, going down to 10 men and just the way the game went. Overall, apart from a little bit better finishing in front of goal, we were was pleased with the, with, with the lads on Tuesday. Um, yeah, like I said, I think they carried on that on on Saturday and they dominated the game from minute one. Um, I don't think it would have been an unfair reflection if we'd have gone in half-time, three or four goals to the good. Um, and again, you know, uh, we put ourselves under pressure with one 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 chance they had in the second half and, and they managed to score pin us back to 1-1 but you know the result was, was the right one at the end of the day um, we, we could have won by more but yeah, very pleasing to get the three points and and more positively to, to have another good performance uh, tough, tough for Zach Goodson to get his hat-trick um, again it wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been unfair if Zach got more, got four or five on the day he had a couple of really good good chances and so did Kyle Dixon and a few others. Um, so yeah, it was really pleasing, pleasing outing, and uh, it's another tick in the box. It's another game gone. Um, another three points posted. Craig, uh, we haven't spoke since um, you've had a change of personnel in goal. We have spoke about it long and hard on this show. In my personal opinion, it's a very. I mean, people said to me, "How can a ke- how can a keeper leave when you're sitting <laughs> top of the table?" Uh, I think it's been. It was a very courageous decision by by Joe to actually hold his hands up and say look at the minute I need a break I don't think I'm giving you everything that I've got gentlemen and just need to stand back for a while what's the football manager's take on that 
difficult, obviously, like you say, when it's a goalkeeper, it's a different, totally different ball game. Um, well, he can't so, hide, can he? There's no hiding. No, I mean, there's no hiding for anybody, really. Um, well, not with you two on the sideline. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, no, I mean, Joe's had um, Joe's a very good goalkeeper. You know, we've had Joe with us now for a couple of seasons, and you know, um, it, it, same as any goalkeeper at any level of the game. They have ups, they have the downs, they'll win your game, they'll lose your games. Um, you have to take that. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe's done that, you know, he's a superb shot stopper. Uh, you know, he's, he's, won, he's won us plenty of games this season. Um, but at the same time, you've got to be able to, to take it on the chin when you make mistakes. Um, you know, we, we, we go through them, them tough times together. We've supported Joe in the, in the past, in the season, when he's had down times. Um, you know, but this time, it's just the pressure just got to him and he couldn't deal with it personally. Uh, you know, and that was, that's Joe's decision. It's not something we pushed him into. Uh, you know, we go back to drawing more to work harder at training. He worked with Nico on, on different elements of his game. But, you know, it, Joe decided, as far as he was concerned, that he just couldn't do it anymore. He was losing sleep over it. It was bothering him. And it was affecting him in his life. So he just wanted, like you say, he just wanted to take a break away from the game for a while. Hopefully get his hunger and desire back, his ambition again. Um, I start playing, you know, he's used to playing at a certain level and he feels he's not there at the moment, personally. Um, and that's the way he's dealt with it. And I think, Craig, in in, in this modern climate, you and, and Steve also have a a moral responsibility to your to your players as well, don't you? You, you know, the, the, the your players, you've got to make sure that, if you like, mental health-wise, they are... Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a, it's a very relevant point. Um, you now we do deal with things like that week in, week out. You know, there's, a, there's always much more to it behind the scenes and what what meets the eye from, from someone standing watching a game or looking at a, a selection. You know, and there are guys that do suffer with things like that, and, and we do have to put our arm around them and look after them. And it is almost like it's not your team, they're not your players. They're almost are like an extended family. Um, and it, you know, it's literally that's what makes it literally a full time job and. You, know, you deal with that, it's all behind the scenes, it's not what other people see. But, you know, it's circumstances, again, which which does affect um, team selections and and availability, etc. It it's all part and parcel. It's, it's all beyond closed doors and it's something you just have to deal with. So, new faces to talk about. Mm-hmm. Just um, tell us who they are and uh, a little bit about them. Yeah, obviously, uh, we had to uh, fill the gap that, that Joe left behind in goal, um, which is never easy. Um Nobody ever wants. There's not goalkeepers sat around, you know, at that sort of level, waiting for a club to come get them. There's no clubs that are going to wave you seven days either. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a hectic weekend last week to get somebody in for the Tuesday. You know, fortunately, um, Luft Dynamo agreed to uh, waive the seven days for for Alfie, who, who we knew from last season, who played for for Selston. Um, pretty much, he was a little bit of a gamble. He was all he was all that was available that we could get in quickly. Um, but we've been over the moon with him since he's come in Tuesday and Saturday. He's, uh, he's a very, he's a very good lad to have around in the dressing room. Um, he's very professional. He does all his preparation for the game. Um, he's really ambitious and he's, he's enjoyed his time and he's put on two two superb performances so far. So yeah, we're really pleased and we're, we're, we can we're, we can hang on to him. Carry on um, because there's, there's more than that, fate. Yeah, um, Jermaine Hollis. We managed to pick Jermaine Hollis up. Another player we've, had it, we've been trying to sign for a couple of years. Um, we've never managed to do so. Um, 
for a few factors, you know, financial reasons and, and levels. You know, he's always played at step three or step four. And this season is with Ilkeston again, um, played in the team that got promoted that won, that won our league last season. So he's been there, done it. Uh, played in the same team as, as Carl Dixon and, and Lavelle. Um, you know, so they know what it's all about. Unfortunately for us, things didn't work out for him at Ilkeston this season. They'd have had a few uh, budget cuts, etc. So we managed to get him in. Um, obviously, being in the position we're in, um, trying trying to win a title, still in a couple of cups, and having some familiar faces to him helped us. So we managed to get a man eventually, um, and then also at uh, Baseford, let's have Jamie Walker, who was also on loan at um, Ilkeston. Um, I say they were having a few issues there behind the scenes from what we can gather. So we managed to pick Jamie up um, until the end of the season. Um, he, I say he made a fantastic debut on Saturday. Um, he's a great player. Scored, scored, I think he scored 24 goals for, for Real Christian last season when he was on loan there. Um, so yeah, and again, he did his job at left-back on, on Saturday. We'd like to try and get our eye up the field, which we're going to have a look at tomorrow. Um, but yeah, another fantastic player for us all to have. It's a Mr. Club philosophy, isn't it? Mr. Club always started them at full-back and worked the way forward. Mm-hmm. Go in my team at full-back, young, young man, and then we'll see where you play. Yeah, well, <laughs> jarrell has been doing a good job for us in there. You know, he's, he, he's had a few issues of late that, again, um, it's all behind the scenes, but um, so he did his job there on Saturday. And Jarrell come on late, later on, and he did well when he come on, so he'll, uh, he'll be back in the, in the mix tomorrow, and hopefully we'll be able to get Jamie a little bit higher up and can express himself a little bit more but having that flexibility to play a couple of positions will be a, be a huge asset for us Brilliant well tomorrow that you keep alluding to is uh, the local of local derbies that you can get and that is um, Selston at home and uh, Selston I, I do know behind the scenes have done flow serve a couple of favours in the last two weeks so uh, you know let's um, give them credit where credit is due um, and uh, let's hope we have a cracking match and more to the point three points yeah, yeah, essential. You know, like I said, everyone can see the league table there. See that Calcio have got a couple of games in hand, so there's there's, there's no room for error. Um, Selston, uh, go, they might they might be struggling down there at the bottom, but they won't go down without fight, and they'll certainly be there. They're trying to trying to take something off us tomorrow as well. They yeah, must certainly. So but we're back to what we were saying a bit earlier on, Craig. When you're top of the table, it's a cup final for the opposition. It is, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it gives them a little bit more. Um, biting them, it gives it gives it, it right there and team talk really. You know, go out there and prove a point against them. So um, yeah, we've you know, we've pre-warned the lads obviously when we left on Saturday and and leading up to the game tomorrow that you know any, any complacency you know, we don't approach the game professionally like we normally do. Then we'll we'll get found out. So it will yeah. bite you big time, Craig. Thank you so much. We'll all Later. see you tomorrow night. Look forward to it. Thanks, Craig. Good night. Bye. And uh, while we're talking to Craig. Um, it came through that Southall City have in fact applied for Step 5 and they can confirm they will be playing at Brinkley next season. So, well done, well done Southall. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we got Southall and Newark in Step 6 football yeah, next right. season? That'll be right, um, let's change the shape of our balls and um, talk to uh, Mr Rob Wardman if you can ever find your way out and... Um, get hold of, of our Rob because Rob's obviously going to talk to us all about rugby because it's, it's it's the Six Nations at the moment we're going to start I, I took the sport camera down to um, Kenham Road on Saturday afternoon and um, the pictures are on our social media pages so um, 
have a look at them because, uh, well, for me, they didn't turn out too bad. You are listening to Radio Newt Sport live on FM DAB and online around the world with our friends for the last five years now. That's Smith Timber and a massive thanks to Smith Timber for all they do for Radio Newt Sport. And of course, we're now on Instagram and you can find all the sports pictures. Plus a few more things where the sport camera finds itself at different uh, venues. Um, all on our Instagram. Many, many of you have already followed us. So um, if you'd like to uh, go on there and give us a tick, give us a like, whatever you call it on this Instagram world, um, then I would be very, very grateful. Right, uh, the phones are working well now. We've got uh, Mr Rugby himself, uh, Rob Wardman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um... As I've just been telling everybody, I, I had a trip down to Kellam Road on I know, Saturday I saw afternoon. you from a distance. Yeah, I was waving at you. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed my afternoon. Um, I don't think all the populace in the main stand probably realised how difficult the conditions was out there, because once she was actually out behind the post, it was actually blowing a gale, yeah, wasn't it, Rob? No, the wind got um, stronger and stronger as the game progressed. Um very true. It was quite a cold afternoon on the far side, yeah. Um, but uh, another win, a bonus point win, in fact, and uh, it looked to me like a team with confidence, playing with that, w- what confidence brings you. And I know for times that Lincoln had their patches, but in, in, in those conditions that was always going to be the case, but knew it was always master of the game, Rob, I thought. Very true. We, we won 35 35- 22 in the end we we started very well as you probably saw Mick we, we scored in the very first couple of minutes um, Sean Denning our new flanker from West Bridgeville he, he surged clear from halfway and um, I think the, well, the man of the match Aloisi Wakalivu buds to us all our, our veteran centre of 41 years uh, he, he finished off a very good try uh, we were 5-0 up and then promptly, as you saw again, we, 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 they kicked, we kicked off and um, we dropped the ball and handed the ball straight to the Lincoln wing who strolled over. So, Have you ever in your whole career seen a try scored as quick as that? Um, I probably have, yes. <laughs> 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 I've probably been responsible for a few players as well. So, um, okay. Uh, yes, no, it, it, it was a, a thoroughly Mickey Mouse try to give away, but it was a try we gave away, and they were 7-5 up. So we didn't make it easy for ourselves at times, but you, you're quite right in, in your opening remarks. <coughs> we've, we've played some very good rugby at times, particularly in that first half, and scored some good tries. Um just, you know, besides Budder, who was man of the match, you know, Budder had a marvellous first half. He, he scored one. He had one disallowed for a forward pass on halfway, but he, he still scooted over before he realised that uh, the game had been blown back by the referee. Um, he made another for Matt Cox late on in the first half. I think, probably the, but I think the most crucial bit of play he may have done was a great tackle under the post when Lincoln burst clear again. Um, so Bud's had a good afternoon. Uh, other tries in that first half came from, from George Woodman, um, lock forward, who's forming quite a, a sturdy partnership at lock with, with Will Ellison. And um, as you were saying in, uh, in those opening remarks, in that the side's growing with confidence. It's, it's been helped by, obviously, um, 
these league wins, but also the, you know, the continuity in selection and continuity in people being available. And I think last Saturday we had maybe 13 or 14 players who played the, re- the previous week. Um, so it's all it's, it's all good. Um, uh, and, the, and the playing, um, as they're enjoying it, with confidence. Um, perhaps the only downside on Saturday was that, you know, we did have three players sin-binned um, too late on. So we, we finished with 13 men at the end. Um, so Lincoln, and we play Lincoln next Saturday in a... In the rearranged game, which was first postponed um, last October because of the the floods and the, and the heavy rain, etc. So I think Lincoln will come out of the um, old um, hen hut on Saturday afternoon um, absolutely um, steaming. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be looking not to uh, um, go zip two to Newark. Um, I did send you a quick message on Saturday night. When was the last time they won six league matches on the bounds? Ignoring your, your messages, <laughs> I wasn't treating you like an old girlfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought I'd give you notice of it. You see, yeah, no, you give me notice. It's, well, it's, I'm not got the precise details, but I think we have to go back to this, the um, promotion, the championship-winning season of 2012, when, when we got promotion and we, right. we we went the whole season undefeated in the league. I don't think we've done we've we've had anything. Um, like six on the bounce since then, so it's 2012. Um, I'm going to put my football hat on now. Yeah. I know you hate me when I put my football mm. hat uh, on, but I think it was um, true to say that the um, the main stand and the referee was didn't seem to be on the same wavelength. What sort of match did you think he had? The referee? Hmm. He was getting quite a bit of stick from where I was standing. I think, he, I think the referee always gets stick. Uh, I thought he was fine. <laughs> um, I, I, what do you expect me to say? I, you know, I'm not going to. Uh, How wide is I, that I fence? I don't, I, don't, I don't go to rugby games to bash the ref. I'm a bit different. You, you know, the, if you, I think as the, the, always, the coaches always say, you might have a go at the ref after the game or during the game. But when you sit down on a Monday morning or whenever you and look at the game, it's usually the, the mistakes by players who, who cost you games. I will say. I mean, yeah, I. I, I I, I'm the first to admit I, 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 I'm not going to call the referee to rugby matches. So I, do I don't not think he was the know. worst referee we had this season. Um, I do not know all the rules, but I do know that when the two yellow cards that Newark got fairly close to each other, mm. on both occasions before he handed out the yellow cards, he'd called Will Britton, the captain, over to him, had a chat to him, and then the next tackle, he handed out the yellow cards. So I can only assume he actually told Will. What he was going to do if it continued. He warned the team that we we were being penalised too much. Hmm. So, um, you know, in fairness to the referee, I think he he, he, he covered himself by saying, look, lads, it can't go on. No, 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 exactly. um, As I said, I don't think he was the worst referee. I I thought he was quite competent. Um, uh, we, We won the game fair and square. My favourite line in football, Rob, is uh, from Ron Atkinson, who, uh, when asked about a referee, he said, um, I never criticise the referees and I'm not going to make an exception for that, Pratt. <laughs> well, there's, there's, you know, hey, look, there's always something, isn't there? Our crowds are always very uh, partisan, particularly when they've had a, a, a very good lunch, and the lunch, you know, uh, a, 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 a very good... Oh, lunch. here we go, here I we thought go. there might have been yeah, a lunch if oh, Bradley was invited. there. Oh it my goodness! It was belly of pork out on Saturday, and you know, so we had, we had some well-fed customers, and there obviously been a, a drop of red or you know um, some uh, f- 
frothing beer consumed as well. So, you know, they're in mighty voice. And, and as ever, <laughs> when we get a winning Newark team, we're a handful at Callum Road. And people <laughs> enjoy it. And I think recently they've enjoyed the rugby. <laughs> Rob, very quickly. Um, I was sat on the fence on that one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, very, very quick. As time's move, moving on. It's always great talking to you, but we never have long enough. Um, Six Nations. Scotland have started with a defeat after Stuart Hogg sort of threw the ball behind mm. the try line instead of putting it down. England never turned up until the second half. And you said on this show last Monday night, watch out for France. Did I? You I think did. I covered most bets last week, didn't I? <laughs> well, you did, uh, actually, yes. But one of the comments was, watch out for France. I was, I was, I was looking forward to seeing the French play, because they had picked a young squad, and I, I wanted to see the half, their half-backs play, um, and, and they came out of the traps um, wanting to play rugby, and, and they caught England thoroughly cold. I've not seen an England team play as poorly as that in the first half. Oh, we, obviously, we've had some disastrous performances under Jones as well besides the good performances it, it was another pretty um, very 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 average average display um, and it, you know, it was good to see Johnny May get the two tries back in, in the second half but we, we were always behind um, I thought that Fran's a little bit lucky for the second try with the ricochet being um, I I didn't think again. I didn't think Nigel Owens ref had a great game Saturday, uh, Sunday in, in that in that international. I thought he was at one stage. He got himself you know poorly positioned for one or two decisions, and and I thought I think if without the uh, video replays, I, I think he would he would naturally have blown for a knock on in in France's second try when the, the two players went up for the ball and he couldn't decide how the ball had. Uh, had bounced off each other and, and, and France got the look of the bounce and uh, scooted away and May stopped playing thinking it was going to be a knock-on and, and a scrum down. Uh, so, so they think you know, France benefited from that. Um, you know, England need to be sharper but uh, looking tonight they've, they've announced the same squad. Um, I think there's going to be an update tomorrow on Tulangi's injury. Um, he lasted, what, 15 minutes or so. But again, Manu has only played once, once in six weeks for, for Leicester. He, he he played out in France three weeks ago to prove his fitness. So they've got problems, and they haven't... Um, I think the scrum's a bit unbalanced in the back row, playing the flanker Curry at number eight. I'd like to see a more traditional number eight there. But we'll see. And obviously, they've got to play Scotland Saturday, so it's, an, it's going to be another Muck and Nettles game. Muck and Nettles, I love, I, I love that. Um, uh, Newark's at Lincoln next week, which yeah, is... I've got some breaking news, yes. Breaking we're, news? We're going to Lincoln, our first going to Lincoln, rearranged league game, 2.15 kick-off over at Lincoln. And can I give you some breaking news no, no, before I, you give I, me I some? Think, I think, you know, I know what you're going to ask me. Because I think I know it. Do you really? Well, you best tell me. Who's playing at Kellen Road on Good Saturday? question. I thought you'd ask that question. <laughs> I, we can announce tonight that, um, Southwell are playing at Newark on Saturday, they're about to put it on their website. Uh, they can't play at Park Lane because they've got a, uh, a clubhouse booking for a wedding. So they've got no facilities to play, although they've got a pitch. They can't, they can't um, really stage a, a league game at Southwell next Saturday. So they're coming to Newark to play their rearranged game in Midlands 3 East North against Belper. And it's a, it's a 2 p.m. kickoff at Cullum Road. All welcome, free admission. Bar open, uh, party pie, party pies for sale. Well, I think that's wonderfully commendable of Newark. I think it's wonderfully commendable of Southwell to say, "Can we come onto your pitch?" Arch rivals may be on the football pitch, rugby pitch, whatever. 
but it's clubs have got to work together to achieve anything and i think that's when i was told about that today i thought that is fantastic well, I don't know who told you, and I'm going to find out. <laughs> you see, I have my spies. <laughs> Hunt down that mole. <laughs> Rob, thank you so much. Uh, and then, yes, um, that's it, is it? The youth teams, most won, including the under-16s, who had one of the great games, they went to Keyworth and won 5-3. <laughs> it sounds tremendous. <laughs> it sounds hell of a morning, don't it? <laughs> All right, we've got to talk hockey. Rob, I'll thank catch you. up with you very soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> Mr. Rob Wildman. Okay, it was a hard weekend for the hockey club. Both the men and the ladies was playing top of what, what is now top of the table teams. And these universities are very strong at the moment. But that all pales into insignificance because the one and only story from the halfpenny household is his pet project. Papplewick and Lindby School. Paul, good evening. Good evening, Mick. So let's start with what's cheered you up no end. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, sadly, um, because they'd uh, changed the day to a Friday, I couldn't actually attend the um, the games over at work. <laughs> but um, I, did, I did find out the results, believe it or not, on Twitter. The, the, the school tweeted, and it wasn't... Um, it wasn't as uh, easy as, as the previous two years. They ended up going into uh, penalty flicks to decide which second team went through, uh, or which team went through in second place, should I say. So, um, yeah, Limby um, went through by the skin of the teeth, if you like, but um, both the girls and the boys are going to wherever the second round is going to be held, or the Midlands final, should I say, are going to be held. So, yeah, another success there, which is which is great news, really, for the tiniest, tiniest little C of E school in Nottinghamshire. So, it's, it's, it, again, it's a great achievement. It's, um, it's, 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 it's wonderful. Um, right, um, on the face of it, if you look at the results, a bad day at the office on Saturday. Um... It's been a horrible, horrible start to 2020. Um, of course, we know what state the ladies are in as a club. Um, short of personnel, again, it was no different this week. Um, the ladies' first team went to Nottingham Trent University, who are riding high in that league and pushing Loughborough students all the way. Um, and we, we lost 7-1 to them, second game of the season, or was it third game, I can't remember, but early in the season, um, lost 7-1 to them at home. So, you know, the, the, the pep talk in the, uh, the, the pre-match pep talk was, well, you know, what do we do? Um, just go out there and enjoy what we can. Um, and they came out, uh, Nottingham Trent came out, and they, they were just absolutely phenomenal. But as individuals, not as a team, it was. It reminded me very much of playing Asian teams as a, as a fella. Um, very individual, very skillful. That these ladies were not just very skillful, but very, very fast. Um, didn't take them long. Probably took them 11, 12 minutes to go one up, uh, two nil at half time. But but the ladies towards half time were starting to hold their own. Um, we had a little pep talk at half time on how to cope with players as skillful and as fast as this and. They picked it up very, very quickly second half and we took the game to them. They didn't have it all their own way. 
Um, and for pretty much all the second half, it remained at 2-0. We created penalty corners. We created chances in open play. Um, to be perfectly honest, a 4-0 loss flattered the students in the end. Um, sadly, we lost Megan Cocker um, with about 15 minutes to go. She collided with one of their players, full pelt. Um, she came off second, which is... Second best, sorry, which is very unusual for Megan. Uh, doesn't normally happen. And um, so we lost her for the rest of the game, so playing with 10 players. And then uh, Sophie Chambers decided she was going to play football and not hockey and decided as she missed the ball with the stick, she was going to stop it with a foot intentionally. So she was simbin for a while as well. So we're down to nine players. And um, although the, the girls battled hard, it was very, very difficult. Um, and, and we conceded two further goals to make it 4-0. But... Um, a valiant performance and if they can put a performance in like that next week at Northampton then all being well we should come away with three points you but, can't imagine um, Sophie Chambers being sin binned no 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 it is difficult to imagine isn't it no yeah, more on sin bin yeah. type person out there yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't often watch us play. Anymore, <laughs> All right, OK. <laughs> well, she looks so sort of unsinbinable. There's a good word. Unsinbinable. Yeah, unsinbinable. Yeah. That's the next word to be added to the Oxford. <laughs> word of the week. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it was it was a tough tough day at the office, but but a very satisfying one. And I can I can say to you that when I got in on uh, Saturday evening, I sent a, a WhatsApp message to the the girls in the group and congratulated them on the performance and said I was very very proud of the way that they did perform. They they listened to what I said at half time, put it into practice, and it, it, it stopped the uni playing. Um, so credit to them. Um, well, that's what it's all that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, you can only yeah. try your best, and if you do your best. That's, yeah, you've done your bit. Um, the men had a heavy defeat at Loughborough. I wasn't expecting, I, I thought it would would be tough. Of course, Ian Ferriby's still on his uh, sabbatical, <laughs> firing his, fire his ban. He's not um, unsinbinable then. Oh, he's definitely not unsinbinable. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he... Yes, he, for his little misdemeanour, he got a 16-day, and, and um, he should be back next week. But, um, no, of course, I, I said last week they'd lost Alex to Belper, and he is playing first-team Belper, so he's put into terms of football. He's playing the same level as Leeds United. You can't Forest, knock it, can you? Et cetera. Yeah. Um, so he's doing well, and, and normally he's a squad rotation over at Belper, and he's, you know, he's so theoretically he should be playing second team this week, but now he's back in the first team on Sunday. So he's obviously impressed, and, and we obviously all wish him well. It's, it's sad that he, he left, and I was a bit miffed, really, that he left halfway through the season, but, you know, credit to him. So the Alex down, and uh, the signing from... Um, Nottingham Trent, Tom, injured. So three quality players missing from, from the first half of the season and I think they're, they're suffering all sorts of other little tweaks and knocks and injuries and it was a heavy, heavy defeat and I just hope, I really, really hope with the cushion that they managed to achieve at the beginning of the season, they can hold it. Um, they're only four points now ahead of Beeston and Beeston seem to be going great guns and not dropping any any points. Our goal, goal difference is far more superior, but it can all change. Thankfully, we've already played Beeston, so um, hopefully we can we can just beat all the teams below them and and, and carry on. But but I think it's going to be squeaky bum time towards the end of the season. But let's hope we can rally. 
I think that's probably the case. Did any of the others uh, get a game in this weekend? Uh, yeah, there was a full full program. Um, the uh, third eleven who've been going great guns. They they sadly were playing Nottingham Trent, who were running away with that league, and they suffered. I can't remember if it was a six or seven niller, but um, very very positive from the reports. Um, men's second team lost in a very sort of ill disciplined type game. It wasn't a pleasant game to watch. Uh, there was some ferocious tackling from from Burton in that that game. Um, a little bit of ill, Ill discipline from from Newark towards well the, the, their own side, and and it, it just wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty, and um, again another heavy defeat for the twos. Uh, ladies twos took a bit of a battering over at um, Andy Taylor's boots, um, which sort of I'm not surprised. Again, you know we are short of players, but the, the you know my old pet project, the ladies threes. Had a magnificent performance, only losing one nil away at Worksup, who are notoriously a strong team. So a very good performance there. And the fourth eleven ladies, they were um, playing West Bridgeford, who are second in the league. And we led apparently in the first half, and we're going great guns. But sadly, a very poor defensive second half saw uh, Bridgeford net three goals and come out three one winners. But you know, not a bad performance overall. But you know, at the end of the day, when you look at the results, it was, uh, as you say, quite a bad day at the office. And I'm sure next week's going to be an awful lot better. We need that win at Northampton. Paul, thank you so much. We're quickly running out of time here. We've talked Six Nations for too long, probably, but never mind. <laughs> um, and doom we'll, and gloom there as well. Doom and gloom there as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll catch up with you again next week. All right then. Thanks, Paul. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Yeah, he's right. Unsin binnable. Do you like that? Unsin binnable. Great Unsin binnable. Yeah. Yeah, if it's not a word, it should be. That's got to be the word of the week, hasn't it? Unsin binnable. Um, while well, I told you Southwell's comments, Tony's um, been working late and has only just got in, and he's he's sent a message to us um, to the question: one point gained or two lost. He, he said it's a bit of both. Quite honestly, the fact that they played best part of half an hour with ten men, it was yeah, yeah. probably a point gained, but they had enough chances to win the game, so it was probably two points lost. So I suppose at the end of the day, probably goal straw was maybe about right. Well, I mean, if, if you're playing against uh, a team of the quality of uh, the Retford lads, then um, and given that they've been strengthened as well, it's good that can nook and that grinding out results that's what you're trying to say isn't it really but if, you, if, if you can grind it out if you can do it with yeah. 10 men so much the better <coughs> exactly right we are having a night off tomorrow night are we well you are and oh. um, I am as well um, are you coming with me no it's Oxford and Newcastle on the telly so me. there you go you see so we're having a night off tomorrow night um, on Wednesday night in the change to our advertised previously advertised programme um, unfortunately our famous five have gone down to a fab four so um we're not famous five minutes on saturday night but we've got somebody who's very famous coming into the studio we've just brought him forward about three weeks regis sugden is going to be our special is guest he? on wednesday <laughs> night less. talking all things suggies jim and uh, <laughs> we're going to find out how everybody's getting on down there and he's going to tell us how he's getting always a lovely evening when regis pops in to tell us um all the news from castlegate mm-hmm. so regis is going to come and see us on wednesday night and of course it's a football show on thursday night which is 
even though flow serve not anymore we are going to be talking about its divorce because it's the fifth round on saturday and it's also the draw for the knots senior cup on thursday night so hot off the press we'll be off to talk about that because both flow serve and newark town are in that draw coming up next it's um ad crampton it's andrew channing and they're both brilliant so it's your choice bye-bye